Welcome in to another episode of Locked On Phillies. Obviously, a brutal, brutal loss for the Philadelphia Phillies last night in Atlanta. They had a real chance to go up 2-0 in this series. Who gets the blame for what happened in a collapse late in last night's game? How much does the momentum given up by the Phillies matter versus the record in the series? And bouncing back in game three, well, you're back home. Maybe the Phillies can do it. We'll talk about how on today's episode of Locked On Phillies. You are Locked On Phillies, your daily Philadelphia Phillies podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, this is another episode of Locked On Phillies, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Connor Thomas. Thank you so much for checking us out. Please make sure you're rating, reviewing, subscribing to the YouTube, all that good stuff. I can use some good support after a game like that last night. Uh, You can also check out my work on 97.5 The Fanatic on the radio, NBC Sports Philadelphia on the television side, and uh, credentialed Philadelphia Phillies media member to your host of Locked On Phillies. And in those two years, Man, I'm trying to think of the brutal losses the Philadelphia Phillies have had. Uh, Number one has to be the World Series no-hitter last year that the Astros threw against you. That's impossible to beat. And then you also got to consider, like, the huge collapse against the Mets last year in the regular season where the Phillies, like, were up seven or eight or something, and the Mets came all the way back to win it. Uh, This one's up there, folks. You had a chance to basically bury the Atlanta Braves. You were up 4-0 in the middle of the sixth inning, and the Braves come back to beat you. They score five runs on only four hits. They find a way, a Travis Darno home run, Austin Riley home run, a great play by Michael Harris at the end to double off Bryce Harper. A lot of stuff went on in this game. There's so much to to get into and recap and everything like that. First, I do want to let you know today's episode is brought to you by Jace Medical. Empower yourself when you purchase a Jace case, providing you with a personal supply of five antibiotics that treat 50-plus infections. Get yours today at jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E medical.com. So go ahead and check them out. I'll tell you more about them later. But let's get to the Phillies. And the number one thing that I want to talk about is – how did last night happen and who gets the blame for it? Because it kind of felt like a whirlwind. I don't know who to point the finger at. If I'm being honest with you, it didn't feel like the Phils did enough wrong to lose that game, but it also didn't feel like the Braves did enough right to win that game. It was just kind of weird circumstances. So let's start chronologically. Everything was fine with Zach Wheeler out there through six innings. He was dominant. He had a no hitter. Uh, through a lot of his outing. I think he went five no-hit innings. Like, he was great. Zach Wheeler was as advertised. And then he finishes up the sixth inning, and Rob Thompson makes the decision to send him back out there for the seventh. Here's the thing, right? The decision to send him back out there is directly opposite of what Rob Thompson did in the World Series. It's directly opposite of what he did game one with Ranger Suarez. He has had a penchant for pulling starting pitchers early. And in this one, he trusted Zach Wheeler and he let him go. I'm not mad at that decision by Rob Thompson. I don't know how you could be. Wheeler was throwing well. And if you think you trust a pitcher on this roster more than Zach Wheeler right now, I don't know who it would be. 
Like that's your guy, starter, reliever, anything. I trust Zach Wheeler more than I trust any other Philadelphia Phillies pitcher. So how do I fault the manager for sticking with the guy that I trust the most? I don't know that I can. It's not like he was over 100 pitches or anything like that. No, he, he was fine on the pitch count. He was pitching well. He was verging on tying the franchise record for strikeouts in a playoff game. He ended up tying it with 10 last night. Like, he was dominant. And Rob Thompson puts him back out there for the seventh. I don't hate that situation. If you're anti that, I mean, I don't know how you could be. You have to understand, every pitching decision is kind of a coin flip. There are some that are blatantly wrong. Like I thought pulling Zach Wheeler in the World Series last year in the fourth inning was wrong. He was dominant, and you yanked him out of that game too early. But you look at this situation, and you say, okay, in the previous game, he pulled Ranger Suarez too early, I thought, and you end up winning that game in a shutout fashion. Like It's much more results-driven, and we have the – upside of being able to use hindsight to look at the decisions. Rob Thompson's making these real time. I don't hate that. Now, once you give up the hit to Matt Olson, maybe consider taking him out there, but he stuck with him. And to Thompson's credit, Wheeler struck out Marcelo Zuna for his 10th strikeout of the game, the very next batter after giving up that hit. So it's like, okay, I feel great about that. Uh, stick with Wheeler. And like, how do you take him out after a strikeout? That would have been the point where I would have considered pulling him was after the Olsen hit. And even then, like the next batter is a strikeout. Then Travis Darno hits one in the um, in the seats, two run home run. You know, like okay, here we go. This is starting to get a little bit sketchy. Then you go Jose Alvarado. It's like okay, I'm I'm good with that. And Alvarado battled through when he got the job done. I don't love Alvarado going back out for the next inning, but he's a good enough pitcher to battle through that. But he got into a little bit of trouble. And then in comes Jeff Hoffman. And Jeff Hoffman, he's been really good for you this year. That's the thing. I can't fault Rob Thompson for going with Jeff Hoffman. And I can't really blame Jeff Hoffman all that much. Should he have not thrown a slider to Austin Riley? Sure. Should he have not hit Ronald Acuna? Absolutely. You can't do that coming out of the pen. You've got to be sharp. He didn't have his best game. And those are inexcusable mistakes. But he's been good for you this year. Like, that's the first guy we've gotten to where his mistakes are not justifiable in any way. But I hesitate to harp on him because, I don't know, in a tough spot, it happens. You're facing a really good team. You give up a home run. Jeff Hoffman's probably the first person I'd place most of the blame on. The other guy is Trey Turner because he allowed momentum for the Atlanta Braves by making that error on the throw-in that allowed Ronald Acuna Jr. to score. Like, that makes it 4-1. to one. And at that point – see, that's the thing, though. It's hard in that circumstance to say, oh, it's Trey Turner's fault. Because it only made it 4-1. to one. A lot still had to happen after, including the Hoffman home run given up for the Phillies to lose this game. So, yes, Trey Turner needs to be better defensively. Did he cost them the game last night? I don't think any individual player cost the Phillies the game last night. And I guess the final thing would be Bryce Harper uh, with that base running – blunder I'll call it I guess in the ninth inning to end the game Nick Castellanos stings the ball out to right center field Mike Blair's got a great jump and Bryce Harper was on first with one out he rounds second entirely Mike Blair's makes the play throws it in doubles off Bryce Harper at first and people are saying why is Bryce Harper so far off the bag he's got to be able to get back and I get what you're saying bad base running yes bad base running with a purpose I think also, yes. You look in the situation, that's justifiable to me because he's the tying run. If that ball gets down, he's scoring there. 
if he's standing on second, I don't know that he is scoring there. I don't know that with stopping the momentum and Michael Harris out there, like let's say the ball hits off the wall and bounces in front of Michael Harris. So he's got momentum going forward, hits your cutoff, Harper gets gone at home. Like that's not out of the realm of possibility. So I don't love the process that what Bryce Harper went through, but I like the mindset behind it. Okay, I like the idea behind it of being aggressive to try and steal a run. And were we mad at Bryce Harper when he ran through a stop sign from Dusty Wathen in the Marlins series? No, because it worked out. We're upset with Bryce Harper this time because, one, it was a little bit worse of a decision. And, two, it didn't work out. And that's fine. It's bad base running. I just, like, I look at it, and, again, that's bad base running with a good thought process behind it. He's trying to help his team win. And he made a mental mistake there, but it's also Bryce Harper. Like, that's the thing. It, it's hard to criticize him for being aggressive because that's the guy he is. Sometimes it's going to burn you, but more often than not, it's going to help you in the way that he plays baseball. So it's hard to take that away from him. Yeah, the two guys that, like, so Rob Thompson's issues, justifiable, I think. Bryce Harper's, somewhat justifiable. Zach Wheeler, he was outstanding before that. I mean, I'm not putting any of this blame on Zach Wheeler. He took the blame himself in post-game media availability. I'm not putting it on Wheeler. Uh, I think he was outstanding, even though he did give up the home run to Darnell. Uh, Hoffman and Turner, they made mistakes that are not as justifiable. But again, those are individual mistakes in a game full of a lot of them. Now, the Phillies left a lot of runners in scoring position. They need to cash in on those. Does the whole offense deserve blame? I mean, it's weird. Everybody deserves blame and nobody deserves blame and credit deserves to go to the Braves. But also, you could have closed them down. It was a very weird game. It's hard to make heads or tails of a lot of it. But those are my general thoughts on what went on in game two that led to the Philadelphia Phillies loss. I mean, the Darno homer is huge, but I expect Zach Wheeler to get that guy out. The Austin Riley home run, Jeff Hoffman made the wrong pitch. And that's a mistake by him, but still, it's a big swing. Like, you, you just you played a good team and they beat you. But the way it happened was heartbreaking. It was soul-crushing. And coming up next, I want to get into a conversation about how much momentum matters and why it still might be a little bit on the Philly side or it could be flipped quickly. I'll break down exactly what I'm talking about coming up uh, because momentum, it's a big thing in sports and the postseason, but is it in this series? Well, we'll have a discussion about that as we continue Locked on Phillies. All right, let's talk about Jace Medical, okay? The Jace case, it provides five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use. All it takes to get a Jace case is you just fill out a simple online form and in some cases jump on a quick call with one of their board-certified physicians. And you can also get ongoing care from their physicians on any treatment-related questions. It's doctor-created and doctor-recommended. I mean, there are plenty of situations that we've been in throughout our lives where it's been a medical situation. You see it. You hear about it. You might have experienced it. You want to be as prepared as possible. Your health is the most important thing. And it's super important that you have what you need to survive, like literally survive major medical situations. Jace Medical is super simple. You just go online, you fill out a form, and then you get a prescription. Or Sorry, you get prescription life-saving medications right to your door. The Jace case gives you peace of mind. So you're just not just hoping that you have what you need or have access to medication in an emergency. Jace Medical makes sure you have the medication in hand. And plus, you can get $20 off on these life-saving antibiotics today from Jace Medical by using code Locked On at checkout on jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E medical.com. 
Okay, let's uh, let's talk momentum. As you can tell, I'm pretty disheartened right now. Uh, of course, game two is gone and in the books. Game three coming up. You've got it. Five o'clock p.m. I believe it's five p.m. It's five and some change. Let me get you the actual time here for game three. I'm still stuck on game two, but I want to 5.07 p.m. on Wednesday, tomorrow night. You can listen to every pitch of the Phillies hometown radio broadcast of that game on the SiriusXM app. Just go to the SXM app and search Phillies, and you'll be able to pull that up. Now, momentum in this series. It's a very interesting thing with the way it's scheduled. I talked in a previous episode about how the scheduling for this series helps the Philadelphia Phillies pitching-wise because they have the better top end of the rotation, in my opinion, and I think that's been proven to this point so far. And the more rest means you don't have to go deeper into the rotation. So that's a good thing. It also gives rest to the bullpen, which I think is better for the Philadelphia Phillies, all this stuff. But momentum is a different story altogether. So the Phils go out, and they have a huge 3-0 shutout victory in game one. Then you have a day off, and Atlanta has time to regroup and correct issues and kind of get resettled before they go back out. Now, they were getting smoked earlier in this game, and they had a way to battle back, and they stole momentum. But part of me believes that the Philadelphia Phillies would have loved to play the day after shutting out the Braves and keep the pedal down. Instead, the momentum has a chance to shift. The Braves have a huge late comeback. It felt like that to me felt like a game and a half's worth of a win rather than just a game. It felt bigger than just one game. But you have a chance to neutralize that when you come back for game three at Citizens Bank Park. And here's the thing. You have an off day for the travel day. Today, the Philadelphia Phillies, they already got back home. They got back at like 2 a.m. Uh, this morning. So they're back here in Philadelphia. They're hanging out. They got a chance to see their family and chill out and everything before they play again tomorrow. As big of a momentum swing as that felt like, as we go through the next 24 to 36 hours, whatever it is, until the game happens, you might notice that the sting wears off. Well, the excitement wears off too. The momentum wears off a little bit too with that off day. So that's a good thing for the Philadelphia Phillies. They have a chance to regroup and reconnect. It's not like it's just a snowball effect of everything rolling together. And before you know it, you're down 2-1 and the series is over. No, you have the off day to break that up. But here's how momentum could potentially help the Philadelphia Phillies. And I do, to answer my original question, I do think it's a real thing. I think momentum is important in a playoff series. And I think the Phillies gave some up. But that off day is a bit of a buffer. Guess when there's not an off day? Between games three and four in Philadelphia. That's right, folks. The Phillies are playing tomorrow. They're playing Thursday. They got two games back-to-back. If you go out and you win tomorrow, well, the Braves are not going to have a chance to regroup and get everything all set and feel good about everything going into an elimination game on Thursday. Wednesday's the pivotal game. Game three is the most pivotal game of this series, unless they go five, and we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. But with the outlook on the series as it is right now, this is the most pivotal game for both sides. 1-1 series and five five-game series is huge, folks. This is big-time stuff. And the Phillies get to play at home. They get to have Aaron Nola going on the mound. They're probably going to face Bryce Elder, who is a lesser pitcher than Aaron Nola that they've hit well, a young pitcher. Probably not ready for the environment. I mean, speaking of the environment, Citizens Bank Park is monstrous in the postseason. It's such a huge home field advantage. So while the Braves have momentum, the off day kills it. Going on the road kills it. And the Phillies don't have to worry about that if they can win game three. It's a nice opportunity. And as the sting of last night wears off, I think we're going to be able to come to terms with the fact that uh, you have an opportunity to take 
a lot more momentum than the Braves just took from you if you can win game three. So that's something to keep an eye on. But letting the Braves up off the mat feels like an issue. Uh, today, I talked on the morning show on 97.5 The Fanatic, the John K. Show. I likened it back to the 28-3 to game in, in the NFL, the Falcons-Patriots Super Bowl, where you kind of felt, even though the Falcons were still up big, as soon as the Patriots started scoring, you're like, oh, wow, these guys are a really good team with a really good quarterback. It feels like this margin is a lot smaller than it really is. And then they keep coming back and the pressure kicks in and you start making mistakes. And the next thing you know, you lost the Super Bowl to Tom Brady after being up 28 to three. Have fun with that one, Atlanta. Uh, but in this instance, it feels like Atlanta's on the other side and that they're a really, really good baseball team. I don't have to tell you, 104 wins, 307 home runs, tying the major league record for most in a season by a team. Like they're a super talented team. And now you kind of let them up off the mat and they feel like they can battle with this Philadelphia Phillies team. They already probably felt that felt like that coming in. But in the sixth inning yesterday, you asked them, it would have been like, oh, man, we can't do anything against this team. What is going on? And now they have that confidence and that faith back, the belief that they can go out and they can beat this Philadelphia Phillies team. They did it in their building, though. So going on the road is a big thing. Having to come to Citizens Bank Park, can kill momentum because when they walk in the stadium to 40 plus thousand screaming Phillies fans telling them how much we hate their guts, it's going to bother them. It's going to change their opinion a little bit. So that off day is nice that you have a chance for them to sit and think a little bit about what they're walking into. I don't hate it. Uh, I do hate giving momentum up. And I do hate the fact that it was a huge emotional victory for the Atlanta Braves. Like I don't like losing games in that way because it feels like more than what it is, but to the players, Nick Castellanos said after the game, this team plays well when they get punched in the mouth. Like they respond well after that happening. I hope you're right, but history would tell you it is right. They do insanely well um, following situations like this. There have been a lot of instances where they've lost a game two in a series. Like last year, they lost game two in the uh, World Series. They lost game two in the NLCS. They lost game two in the NLDS. And they bounced back and won two of those three series. And they bounced back to take a 3-1, or sorry, 2-1 lead in the series against uh, the Astros. They had a chance to go up 3-1 in game four. Now we know they got no hit. But still, I mean, you stole momentum back in all of those instances. So they're good at doing this. They can do this again. And they bounce back from the situation earlier this season where they weren't playing all that well. They didn't blink. They just battled through the regular season and ended up a 91 team. So there's something to that. But come tomorrow night at 5.07 p.m., it's going to be huge for the Philadelphia Phillies to bounce back and take that momentum away from the Braves. Now, how do they bounce back? Well, coming up, we're going to talk about it. By the way, tomorrow's game again, I'll remind you, 5.07 p.m. Wednesday, Phillies, Braves, NLDS game three. You can listen to every pitch of the Phillies' hometown radio broadcast of that game on the SiriusXM app. Just go to the SXM app and search Phillies, and you'll be able to pull that off. Uh, pull that up there. Sorry, pulling that off is something we hope the Phillies do in Game Three and pulling off a win over the Braves. How do they bounce back? What is the way you go about and do that? Well, we'll talk about it coming up as we wrap up today's episode of Locked On Phillies. First, though, let's talk about FanDuel, all right? October baseball, it's back. And you can make your postseason debut with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Join FanDuel today 
and you'll get started with $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on to create your new account. It's super easy. Then you can get in on the action from the first pitch until the very final out. Bet on everything from strikeouts to home runs to who will win the game, all that good stuff. And if you don't want to wait for the whole game to get a W, well, predict what will happen in the next at bat with quick bets. They have awesome quick bets there on FanDuel. You're able to live bet stuff and uh, get it all done there. So you could have bet on, I don't know, someone, JT Remuto to hit a home run when he did yesterday. Great swing by him. Head on over to FanDuel.com slash locked on right now. Step up to the plate this postseason with $200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sports betting partner of Major League Baseball. Yeah, I mean, there were certainly some good things, right, from the Philadelphia Phillies in Game 2. And Game 3, 5.07 p.m. tomorrow, uh, Phillies-Braves. You can listen to every pitch of the Phillies hometown radio broadcast of that game on the SiriusXM app. Just go to the SXM app and search Phillies. The offense, while it didn't really cash in with Rose's scoring position, a lot of hits. They've worked to count a lot on both Spencer Strider in Game 1 and Max Fried in Game 2. You saw their best two pitchers, and the offense put you in position to win both those games. Could they have been even better? Absolutely. But against the Braves, with the way your pitching staff is throwing, you'll take what you can get. And, I mean, I don't think the Phillies played bad in either of their first two games. I mean, they won the one 3-0 shutout. And yesterday, I don't think it was a bad game. It was just a bad way to lose. It was a bad finish to what was a really outstanding game again. And as soon as the Phillies go back up on the Braves, if they do in game three, you're going to be in a situation where it's like, oh, right, we had to have some magic. They had a horseshoe up there, you know what, to win a golden horseshoe, I should say, to win game two. Now in game three, at their place, we're going to have to be even better or even luckier, and the crowd is going to affect them, and the pitching matchup's going to affect them. I mean, Bryce Elder's probably going to throw from them. He's not ready for this moment, I'm telling you guys. He's just absolutely not. And Spencer Strider's probably going to throw in game four. Guess what? Strider, he's 0-2 career in the postseason, and both of those losses came against the Philadelphia Phillies. And this most recent one, it was in his ballpark. Wait till he comes here. Could you imagine the situation if the Phillies win tomorrow night and then they get Strider on Thursday in a closeout game after the comments he made about not wanting fans in the building? <laughs> that place is going to be electric. And it'll be electric already because here's the perspective, right? Here's how you bounce back. First, you have to put things in perspective. When this series started, everybody was saying, go down to Atlanta and take one and two. Find a way to split. Now, the way you got there was not the most encouraging way. With the collapse yesterday and the really tough loss last night, like that was not ideal. But when you look at the record, they're one and one in the series. They went down to Atlanta. They stole a game. Now, if the Atlanta Braves are going to win this series, they're going to have to return serve and steal a game here in Philadelphia, something they could not do last year, something the Marlins have not done. The Phillies are outstanding at home as part of you being a great fan base. But I just – I know the momentum is the Braves' way. I know that was a tough win. I know it felt bigger than what it was. But as you get closer to game time, I think you're going to remember just what the environment was like. It's four hours of hell out there for the opposition at Citizens Bank Park. And the Philadelphia Phillies are ready to bring it. They're still a talented team. They played this Braves team very well and very tightly through the first two games. Tough loss last night. Doesn't mean the Phillies are automatically going to just like cave and collapse and not win another game. The advantage is still their way. They have home field advantage in this series right now with three games remaining. 
potentially three games remaining. We hope it doesn't get to a fifth and the Phillies just take the next two. But this is what you did last year. So the most important thing about bouncing back is you've got to get that perspective, both as a player and as a fan. we got to know that they're okay still. And the players need to know that they've been here before and they've made it through before. They need to cash in more with runners in scoring position, and the bullpen needs to be a little bit better. But uh, that's things that they know already. That's things you know already. I'm just pointing out the obvious. They have to execute on that, and part of it is being in the right mindset. I think the home crowd is going to do that for them. I think it's going to do the exact opposite to the Atlanta Braves. Tomorrow, we're going to talk in depth about the matchup in Game 3 and what the Phillies need to do. But bouncing back starts with the right mindset. I think that's the one. You're still a talented team. You've still played the Braves very, very well this series so far. You've been the better team in this series for more innings than they have. Go ahead and take care of business in Game 3, force them to elimination, and then we'll move on from there. That's the plan, right? Let's see if they can do it. I know a brutal loss. Hang in there, folks. It gets better. You're going to see the Philadelphia Phillies have an opportunity to take the lead in the series again. They're going to have to battle back. They did it last year. It's not easy. It's not unstressful, but it's the way playoff baseball works. Shrug your shoulders, tip your cap, move on. We'll see you in Philly, and you're not going to want to be here very long with the way this crowd greets you. That's all for today's episode of Locked on Phillies. Thank you so much for checking us out. Please make sure you're rating, reviewing, subscribing to YouTube, all that good stuff. A big episode tomorrow as we preview game three of the NLDS. Uh, We'll discuss that coming up. But I will talk to you next time on the next episode of Locked on Phillies.